to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to be talking about the elephant in the room, and that is false prophets, false prophecies. <laughs> so I, you can imagine I've been getting emails. Hey, well, some things you said didn't come to pass. Are you a false prophet? Should you resign? And boy, you can just feel the hate and the venom coming out of this email. I've got about three of those. So I'm going to address those today. First of all, false prophets. Okay, so what is a false prophet? A false prophet is one that hears from God and speaks, and it didn't come to pass. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. That, that, no, 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 no. Let's back up. Okay, let's change that then. A false prophet is one that says, oh, that's different, says they heard from God and they speak. They didn't hear from God. It didn't come to pass. And they have to eat their words. Now, wait a minute. Is it possible that God really did speak to someone? They really did speak what they heard, and it didn't come to pass? Okay, there you go. That's the big elephant in the room let's talk about. So that's the big question. Is it possible the God that knows the end from the beginning, the God that wrote our names into the book of life before he even said, let there be light, Is it possible that that God could speak something that didn't come to pass? I'll ask again, because that's a really, really big question. And I have to say, I didn't understand that when I first got into Bible prophecy. We'll talk about that in a second. So back to the question. Is it possible that God speaks a prophetic word? God says this and such is going to come to pass, and it does not come to pass possible? Or said another way, does everything God say, is it going to come to pass? Or said another way, does God always get what he wants? The answer to all of those is no, no, no. (laughs) No, not everything God wants comes to pass because the Bible says he wants all to be saved. So he does not always get his way. Why? Because he gives us the choice. We have the choice. We have the choice to go to heaven or hell. So back to the first question. Does everything God say always come to pass? The answer is no. Why? Because sometimes he's not foretelling a guaranteed future. Sometimes he's trying to warn us that there's a big problem coming. I I give this example. I'll give it again. I guess it was two years ago. Leslie was heading down the road about three hours out on the interstate, and she drove off, and she quickly returned, said she had forgot something. She ran in all quick, you know, with the keys in her hand. Matter of fact, I, I think her car was actually still running. Can you get that box of papers there and put it in my trunk? And as I grabbed the po- box of papers, I saw in the blink, faster, faster than a blink of an eye, I saw the trunk of her car. And it was all like disheveled, all, all, all messed up, as if she'd been in a wreck. And the Lord spoke to my heart in that split second that she was going to have a wreck. I went out there. The trunk was already open. The box would fit perfectly into the space, the only space left in her trunk. And as I set it down, I closed the, the trunk lid. She came walking. Out. I said, we got to pray. As the Lord showed me that you're about to have an accident if we don't pray. She said, well, let's pray. So we prayed for protection. About an hour later, Leslie called all in a tizzy. This 
maniac just went speeding by me at 90 miles an hour and he hit something in the road as some kind of road debris and it, it flew up. I thought it was going to hit me right in the face, right in the windshield, but it didn't. It, instead, it hit the left front quarter panel and then went down to the left, the right, uh, the left quarter panel, the, the, the left back quarter panel too. He hit both of them. I, I don't know, it cost us a couple of thousand dollars to repair it. But I said, I don't care. I'm just that you're 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 safe. Are you safe? Yeah, yes, I'm safe. Did that make me a false prophet? Well, first of all, I'm not a prophet. But did that make the word false? Because it didn't come to pass that she had an accident. I think that I got that warning because God was protecting us. I think that the Coverstone, the Shane Warren, the Terry Bennett and a whole bunch of other prophecies out there from good people that really heard from God didn't come to pass because God was warning us. See, the the best prophet, in my opinion, in the Old Testament is Jonah. When God spoke to Jonah and said, 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh, go tell them. He didn't say unless they repent. He just said, you go tell them, 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh. Did it get destroyed in 40 days? No, it didn't. Why? Because the king put on, put off his kingly robes. He put on sackcloth and he sat in ashes and he made all of the city fast, no food, no water, all of the people and the animals for three days. Well, we have just had the prophet of God heard from God that said we need to pray Four days in a row. Of course, I added we're going to pray four times a day without thinking that was another four. So she got woke up at four o'clock in the morning. We're praying four times a day for four days to get four more years for Donald Trump. And that can possibly give America another 40 years. Now, we can ignore that just like the king of Nineveh could have ignored that. And then all of a sudden, king of Nineveh is destroyed. And then Jonah can go up and sit on the side of the mountain and laugh and tee-hee, and he can do a big belly laugh, and he could point his finger at Nineveh, and he can say, see there, I told you, that proves I'm a prophet. Or instead, what he really did is go up on top of the mountain, look down. When he saw Nineveh not get destroyed, he got mad. Now, you have to understand, when I put some of this stuff out, I had to make a decision. If I put this stuff out and it doesn't come to pass, there's going to be some neophytes. No, no, I'm sorry. There are going to be some just like me. Just like me, well-meaning people. I didn't understand when I first got in Bible prophecy. I had read Deuteronomy 18.22 that says, When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, meaning he didn't really hear from God, and thou shalt not be afraid of him. But... That was Deuteronomy. That's back before Samuel had anointed Saul king. That's back when the people of God were supposed to hear from God themselves. That's when there were prophets all over the place. Is that true today? No, that's not true today. Today, we see through a glass darkly. So today, if we get the blessings of Jonah coming and telling us that in 40 days, our nation's going to be destroyed, but we pray like the king of Nineveh, and it goes away. We don't shoot Jonah. We don't call him a false prophet. We don't tell him he should resign. Instead, we say, thank you very much. Thank you very much for bringing us the recipe, the warning. Now, on to the point. So the first question is, 
Does everything God speaks come to pass? No. How do we know then when it is going to come pass? Well, that's a very good question, and it's answered twice in Revelation. Revelation 21.5, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are, listen, listen, true and faithful. Jump to 22.6, and he says, These sayings are faithful and true. Meaning, if he says, These words are true and faithful, if he says, These sayings are faithful and true, then he's saying, I garn told you. This is going to come to pass. But other than that, it could be a warning. In other words, those which are conditional or warnings with the desire to get his people to turn from the wickedness. So yes, God does give conditional prophecies or warnings because he really doesn't want to bring destruction. Second Peter 3, nine says, and we're going to read the whole chapter here in a minute. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, what's that saying? It's saying that the Lord is not, how do I say, is not slack, or maybe, what's a better way to say that? The Lord is not a liar. Okay, let's say it that way. He's not a liar, as some people think people are liars, as some men count slackness. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. I'm going to say it this way. He doesn't just give false prophecies just to lead people down a primrose path. Instead, he is long-suffering. Long-suffering. He loves America. He loves Americans. He does not want to see this nation, the greatest nation on earth, the greatest Christian nation that has ever been on the earth. He does not want to see them destroyed. He is long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish. But that all, but that all, but that all should come to repentance. Now, let's go back and make certain that's exactly what he's saying because that's the elephant in the room. That's the big question for today. So we're going to read it, Second Peter three one. Now you got to get the, the the gist of what he said. You got to get the a running start. You got to get the context of what he's talking about here. So he says, "This second epistle, beloved, I now write to you in both, which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance." that you may be mindful of the words which are spoken before the holy prophets. Okay, so he's talking about what? The prophecies. And of the commandments of us and the apostles of the Lord, our Lord and Savior. Knowing this first. Oh, here it is. Knowing this first. In other words, pay attention. That's what he's saying. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. What is a scoffer? Well, in this case, it's talking about those people that never were Christians, that never believed in all of this last days stuff that Jesus is coming. But there's another connotation. It's also talking about marginal Christians, baby Christians, that don't believe any of this stuff that the prophets are saying. They, don't, they simply don't believe there's apostles and prophets. They don't believe in the prophets. They don't want to believe in the prophets. They don't want to believe in prophecy. They want it. Why? They want it their way. So, in the last days come scoffers. In other words, they're laughing, pointing, mocking, making fun of Christians that are doing their best to try to warn that, yes, Jesus is coming. Oh, is it really saying that? Oh, yes, that's exactly what it's saying. I'll show you. 
So in the last days, there'll come scoffers walking after their own lusts. In other words, I want it to be my God, my way. I want it my way. They're saying their own lust, saying, well, where's the promise of he's coming? <laughs> yeah, okay. What happened to your pre-trib rapture? I thought Jesus would come in to suck you in the ear so you wouldn't have to go through any trouble. Now here we are right in the middle of trouble. Yes, it's saying that, but it's saying more. Where's the promise of his coming? Another way of saying, wait a minute. I thought there was going to be a tribulation. I thought there was going to be a mark of the beast. I thought there was going to be an antichrist. In other words, they're, they're mocking, they're pointing fun, they're making fun of people because they're trying to warn them. They're trying to kill the prophets, trying to kill the watchmen. For since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as it were from the beginning of the creation. And for this, in other words, for this reason, because they don't want to believe the end times. For this reason, they are willingly ignorant. Willingly ignorant. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've been in with people. You start trying to tell them about the end times. Oh, well, no man knoweth the day or the hour. (laughs) I've heard that so many No man knoweth the day or the hour. Why? Because they don't want to know the day or the hour. They don't want to be warned. Instead, they like to live in their little shell, their little fairy tale world. Well, I hate to say there's going to be a day when they get slapped with a big, wet washcloth, and that washcloth is going to be the last days. They're willingly ignorant of that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were of old and are standing out of the water and in the water, where the world that was being overflowed with water perished. In other words, they did the same thing to Noah. But the heavens and the earth, which are now... By the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the last day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men's meaning, it's going to come. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. He's trying to say that God is long-suffering. He's trying to say the truth is he, I, I can't tell you how many times I've also calculated this. Okay, well, let's see, 2,000 years when Jesus uh, died. Of course, when, when does the 2,000 years start? Does that, does that start when Mary got pregnant? Does that start at the birth? Does that start at the death, the burial, the resurrection? Or when Peter had, uh, the, the, had the sheet come down? What, what starts that 2,000? I've calculated all of that. All of that is gone. All of those calculations, oh, he's going to come here. No, because the truth is, It's a delay after delay after delay after delay after delay until one day we finally reach the point where we're so wicked and the people whose names are in the book of life finally come in and then, boom, the first seal is open, the tribulation starts. And when is that? Well, to tell you the truth, I've thought it so many different times in its past. I don't know. I do not know. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heaven shall pass away or roll back like a scroll, because eternity is entering into time, with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's when the he blows his glory down, the morning star, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, every mountain falls, every valley is filled in, the earth is a nice round smooth ball, and there's no more sea. Now, here's the point. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, in other words, this world is all going to go away, what manner of persons ought we to be in all holy conversation godliness? Looking for, what? See, the whole point of Second Peter 3, 9 here, from 9 to 13, is saying, we're supposed to be looking. We're supposed to be looking. And we watchmen that are trying to warn, now be nice, Stan. I start to say knuckleheads. I'm not going to call them knuckleheads. <laughs> but, 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 but you understand what I'm saying, okay? I'm trying to be nice about it. But we watchmen, we watchmen are doing a tough job. We're trying to warn a people that 
Our scoffers, they don't want to hear. They don't want to believe that Jesus. Oh, no, we're going to get sucked in the air. Sorry. Sorry. It just doesn't happen. That Look, I got a whole book on it. It's called How Pre-Trib One. Go to prophecyclub.com. It gives you all of the answers. Now, back to verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord. In other words, we're supposed to be watching. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with, melt with fervent heat. That's the morning star. That's Jesus returning with the breath of his nostrils, burning up the tares in the moment, and a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is, we look for a new heavens, a new earth. In other words, we're supposed to be looking for the last days. We're supposed to be looking for Jesus to return. We're supposed to be warning. What I'm trying to say is these things that Coverstone and these other prophets have said, if they don't come to pass, don't you dare call them a false prophet. This brother Coverstone has a cleaner heart than anybody I've ever met outside my wife, Prophet Leslie. Hearing from the Lord and praying it away is different from not hearing from the Lord and it not coming to pass. I'll say it again. Hearing from the Lord and him sending a warning so that we would hear the warning and pray and stop and turn it away, that's different. It doesn't come to pass, but he heard from the Lord. That's different. That's different than not hearing from God, cooking something up on your own, trying to build your name, trying to build your ministry, trying to get clickbait. You know what clickbait is? Here's what it is. Somebody writes a big, fat, lie, long article. People go to the article and say, oh, wow, and then they send it off to all their friends. You've got to read this article. But every time they go to that page, all of the advertisements, I don't know exactly this is how it works because I don't do that stuff, but somehow they're getting paid for people that click on that page. So they make two, three, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, I don't know. Just because they put out a big article that's a big, fat lie. Now, where are the people that are crucifying and hanging those people? And yet, someone that is like a Dana Coverstone, a clean, pure-hearted man, God sees fit to reach down and show him some future pictures. He didn't promise us that if we'd pray, we could pray it away. He gave us some hints. But, Bob, we prayed. When you call, uh, at least according to Coverstone, he said we had over 20,000 churches all across America in the month of September praying these things wouldn't come to pass. And, of course, we had the September uh, Solemn Assembly, 450 people. We had the 160 people at the Solemn October Assembly fasting. One fasted 48 hours, one fasted 12 hours. And then the things don't come to pass, and you're going to go back and criticize Coverstone? Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. You're saying all of our prayers fell to the ground. You are picking up our prayers and rubbing it, those prayers in our face like you threw, someone's, threw a pie in someone's face. You're saying our prayers mean nothing. I love you. I was the same place. I thought everything God wrote, everything God said had to come to pass. It's not until I grew in the Lord that I come to realize that's not true. His heart is to build his kingdom, not to prove he can predict the future, not to prove this person is a prophet and heard from God. So that's the hard thing to understand. Sometimes 
Sometimes God speaks. Matter of fact, I'm going to say often God speaks. And it doesn't come to pass. Matter of fact, the things from Coverstone, most all of them, if we did our job, and I believe we did to the very best of our ability, if we did our job, a whole bunch of those things from Coverstone and the other ones. I hope the, I hope the prophecy from Dimitri doesn't come to pass. Is that bad? That's good. My job and your job is to make Dimitri Dudeman a false prophet. <laughs> Not a false prophet because he did hear from God. You don't sit on the electric chair twice and the angel Gabriel shows up twice and be a false prophet. He heard from God, but perhaps, 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 perhaps we can pray it away. Perhaps if Donald Trump can arrest enough people and do a sweeping cleaning of not just America but around the globe, like perhaps no other nation in human history has ever been able to do. Perhaps if we can fast and pray four times a day for four days to get four more years, to get 40 more years, perhaps, 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 many of these prophecies will never come to pass. And I'll be very glad. So I take a risk. You want to throw apple pies at me? Cherry pies, you want to rub them in my face? You want to call me false, tell me to resign because I did my job? Be very careful. God is watching. Be very careful. Now let me go to Terry Bennett. I'll give you another example of what I'm talking about. December 10th through the 14th of 2001, Terry Bennett said he had the angel Gabriel come to him over these four days and tell him things that were coming, and as he would tell them, he would actually show him visions of these things coming. I believe a lot of them have been delayed. A lot of them have been prayed away. But I'm going to read some things that I think that are right now upon us. He was told this is what's going to happen from 2008 to 2015. He said the United States will be neutralized and the military power of the United States will be greatly diminished. Well, that was true. But, of course, Donald Trump came in and built it back up. There's going to be a change in the U.S. currency. A different currency is going to come at least one. That has been delayed. I probably shouldn't say anything more about that. Let's go on to period 2015 to 2021. A lot of this has been delayed, and that's good. The economic problems of the first seven-year period would be the primary cause of the next major issue occurring during the second period from 2015 to 2021. He said, a time of dramatic changes in governments around the world, great political turmoil and wars. Okay, that's not come to pass yet. That's been delayed. That's good, too. What the United States is going to go through is civil conflict, civil war, then invasion. Hmm, that's upon us even as I speak. He said there will be a dramatic time of change in our government. There will be a time of anarchy and chaos. <laughs> that's happening right now. For a while we'll have a fractional government, which means basically our government will come down to the state level because the military will step in having to seize control of our federal government. Now, right now the report is there's some 25,000 National Guard troops in Washington, D.C., does that sound like that's about to happen? Because it sure does to me. He said you'd call it a coup, a coup, but in all honesty, it'll actually be to help our nation. Now, what I want to believe is there's about to be some bad guys rounded up and handed some justice. He said when the checks from our government stop coming to the people, the chaos will ensue. Well, what just happened? We had the checks come out the first time, and now there's been a long delay. And all of a sudden, here comes the trouble. So that apparently seems to be very true. 
Now, I can go on through many of these prophecies like that, showing you some of them have come to pass, some of them have not. But that doesn't make them a false prophet. That may mean that our prayers are being heard. It may mean that, to a certain degree, America has turned from the wicked ways and she has been able to avoid the trouble. But it's our job as watchmen to do our very best to say, okay, this is a prophecy, we need to pray it away. This is another prophecy, we need to pray it away. But probably, it is my belief anyway, that the the highest probability that probably Revelation 18, Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 13 and 21, all talking about the fall of America, will one day hit. Even the angel that spoke to Dimitri said, the judgment has been set. And every time I start trying to say, oh, no, Dimitri's warning is not coming, I get a yawn. I get a correction. So at this point, I cannot say we have prayed it away at this point. But I'm still going to work for it, and I still believe a lot of you out there are working. We want to see the best things come for our nation. So as I spoke about yesterday at 4 a.m., January 15th, my wife, Prophet Leslie, had a dream, and she was given the recipe for America to have the victory over the, the bad guys right now in this election. She was told we need to do four things. Again, this is at 4 a.m., and to summarize the whole point, we're asking people to pray four times a day when they wake up at 10 a.m., 4 p.m., and at bedtime. And she was told four things that we need to pray on our face. These particular prayers, driving down the road, even kneeling, are not good enough. We have to pray on our face. First, we have to pray for ourselves and our loved ones for protection. We need to pray for President Trump that he gets four more years. If he gets four more years, then America has the possibility of being given 40 more years. So that's very, very important. And you can go to prophecyclub.com to the download section, and you can download the prayer. I'll ask you to pray with me right now. Lord, I'm on my face, humbling myself before my God and the creator of the universe, Jesus the Christ Messiah. We come to you with our full armor of God on, our angels placed around about us, asking for your protection. We ask you to protect Donald Trump and those holding up his arms and give him the victory of four more years. We are Christians. We humble ourselves before your face, begging Jesus' name to help America to turn from wicked ways so you'll hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. We're sending out the ministering, protecting guardian and warrior angels to destroy evil principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness, and high places over America to bring judgment to the house of God discreetly so as not to damage your name, justice to our Justice Department and Congress, both federal and state, bring justice to our military, government, media, education, and business, rid us of the Moloch and Baal worshipers, and to bring justice to evil international bankers, also known as the deep state, expose and remove the corruption, traitors, and communists from our nation. Don't let the Russians or any other nation attack us, especially using nuclear weapons. We're begging you to help America to turn from wicked ways so you can hear from heaven and save our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll go to prophecyclub.com download section, you can download that and you can join us. We're asking us to fast every day from midnight to 4 p.m., concluding Wednesday, this Wednesday at 4 p.m., and we're believing for a great victory. We're asking all Christians to join us. Also, we are having another crusade start 
At Passover 2021, all of the details can be found at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. So go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get registered for our Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. We believe this is the year that judgment that will bring the miracles will start. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member. Actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry. Prophecyclub.com. Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right. Freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN, S-T-A-N. HeavensHarvest.com, STAN. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins that can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five Help Pre-Trib 1, five Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, five God's Warning to America, five Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and ten Miss the Mark, 40 books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, and subscribe. Click like, share, and subscribe.